This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Timonini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear the Rivalry Week Tuesday afternoon press conference with Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. They spoke for about a combined 45 minutes on Tuesday afternoon. They talked about everything from the health of their respective players, specifically at the running back and linebacker position, depending on which coach was talking. They also talked about what this specific game meant to them, and Ryan Day went into a little bit more detail about the scars that last year's game left on him and the program. And he also danced around talking about some of the comments that came out of Ann Arbor following last year's game. Now, before we get into the audio, if you are finding this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are bringing you pretty much two episodes every single day throughout the entire college football season. And now that men's and women's basketball have tipped off, we have even more content to keep you updated and informed and make you the best Buckeye fan possible. So... With all of that out of the way, up first is head coach Ryan Day. Then, after a short break, you'll hear from defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. Uh, we're going to keep Coach Day for 20 minutes. We're going to open up front row, middle, Dave Biddle, 24-7 sports. Ryan, what's different about their defense this year under uh, Jesse Mentor? It looks very similar, but I'm sure there's been some tweaks. What, what stands out maybe that's different from last year's defense? Uh, very similar. Um, you know, like you said, a few tweaks here and there, but uh, still very good players. And, um, you know, they're playing very hard and, uh, you know, one of the best defense in the country. Second row middle, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. A couple weeks ago, uh, you were talking about Ty Hamilton might have been last week, and you used this phrase, starter caliber. I'm just curious, on the other side of the ball, would you, how close are you to using that term with Dallin Hayden? And is he someone that you're confident enough in after the last two weeks to rely on him in a big way? Yeah, hard to say. Uh, but you know, to see the way he stepped up last week was certainly tremendous and um, encouraging as we move into you know, um, you know, this rivalry week. and. Um, you know, great to see him taking care of the football. That's the number one thing we need. And so he'll have to have a good week of practice. And, um, you know, I know he's got to prepare hard to get ready to play in this game. Uh, fourth row middle, Pat Murphy, 24-7 sports. Ryan, similarly, like you guys, there's questions about who's healthy on, on their side of the ball, specifically Blake Corum. How do you go into this week with questions about a running back that's so important to their offense? How do you guys prepare? And do you have to do anything different? If he's not on the field, um, he's a great player. Um, we're going to prepare for him to play. We expect him to play, and um, you know we'll just do the best we can. They're they're a very good offense. They have plenty of running backs, um, plenty of good players. So um, while he is very very good, um, we'll just continue to prepare for for all of them. Uh, fourth row left, Jacob Bench, the Lantern. Yeah, it's the first game uh, between your team and their team uh, first time for you. Yeah, four years. It's, it's been a while. And uh, being the 100th year anniversary is going to mean a lot more to a lot of people, um, you know, on Saturday. Uh, we understand that. And um, there's nothing like quite 
quite like the game, you know, and um, certainly have learned, um, you know, so much over, you know, my time here at Ohio State about what this tradition means to so many uh, across the country. And that's why we work the game so hard and take a lot of pride in being our best here. And this is our number one goal every season. Uh, fourth row, or first row, front row left, uh, Jared Smalley, WCMH. Hi, Ryan. Um, how much, I don't know if you, can, if you can qualify this, but how much of the mentality of this team is shaped off what happened in Ann Arbor last year? Well, I think you're, you're shaped by whatever's happened in your past. And uh, we have scars. And it uh, motivated us all off season. So uh, we've worked very hard to get to this moment right here. And now it's time to go to go uh, prepare the best we can. And that's um, what we're going to focus on physically, mentally and emotionally to go play the hardest game we've ever played. And um, you know we'll, we'll find out where we're at on Saturday. Uh, third row left, Dan Holt, 11 Warriors. Ryan, in, in terms of you know the running back situation of Travion and Ryan, how much does that balance of how much he'll play on Saturday come down to how much they're able to practice during a week? Um, you know, you're in, you're in week 12 here, uh, so it's not like it's early in the season. These guys are experienced. So, um, you know, I think early in the year you'd say, well, if they hadn't practiced all week, it's going to be hard for them to play in a game. Uh, we'd like for them to practice, and we're going to plan on them to practice. But uh, if they miss a little bit here and there to get healthy to go play in the game, then, then we'll, um, you know, adjust accordingly. But, but these are veteran players who have played a lot of football. Uh, second row, uh, third row, middle. Rob Oller, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, one advantage of, of Michigan's media day being yesterday is we get to follow up on what Jim Harbaugh says, which is usually a lot. He says there's no room for hate. This doesn't have to be hate in this game. But is there room for dislike, strong dislike? Where are you on this? Well, it's 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 one of the greatest rivalries there is uh, in the country. And, and any time you're uh, fighting tooth and nail to win the game because of what's on the line, um, you know, there's there's friction at times. You know, it's just the way it works. And, um, you know, we try to just focus on ourselves, focus on uh, respect and rivalry by working it every day out of the year and um, going to go play as hard as we possibly can on Saturday. You said this is the toughest game you'll have ever played. Is this a referendum a little bit on what's on what you guys are and, and the whole issue? Is it, it'll come to the surface? Well, I, I, you know, well I, well, I just think, you know, I think about my, my first year being the head coach here, and one of the first things we started off the whole press conference was it comes down to this game, and then you have to win every game after it. So it's not changed. It's been like this for 100 years here. So I get it. Um, but obviously, this is this is a great opportunity. You know, both teams are undefeated. You know, two top uh, you know three teams in a country going together at the end of the year. You know, this is what it's all about. Right behind him, Tony Gerben, Buckeye Huddle. So Ryan, this is your fourth year. You've been in the playoffs twice, championship game. You lose to Michigan last year, and everybody, you have so many questions, so many people questioning physicality, the toughness of the program. What's that been like? Well, um, I, I think, you know, when you focus on this year and, and the things that have been done, you've seen um, a lot of good play. You've seen us really work towards this this moment right here. Um, and uh, listen, when, when you lose this game, it's it's a tough year. There's no uh, hiding from that. But uh, there's only one way to handle it. That's to go back to work, address the, the issues that you think need to get addressed. So when you go back to play the game, you're ready to roll. Um, you know, so we got, you know, a few more days here to get ready to prepare. But up until this moment, we've done everything we can to get to this moment right here and be ready to go. And, and so, um, you know, when you get to play on Saturday, you get to play with a lot of confidence because you've known you've been working towards this moment for so long. And then uh, you go play as hard as you possibly can. How many of the changes with the coaching staff or whatever happened because of that game? I, I don't know if I could give you a number, but this is, you know, we're evaluated by, you know, the big games. That's the way it goes here. And. And certainly we know what comes with it. Front row right, Austin Ward. 
Rivals, 97.1. Ryan, it didn't look good for Matthew Jones on Saturday. I don't know what his status is, but if you have to make a move there, um, it seems like an interesting decision because Josh could kick inside. It seems like he's been the sixth guy. Enoch's been maybe the first at guard. I know you have a week of practice to have a decision to make, but what do you think might be the best way forward there? Yeah, if if need be, you know, you got a couple options right there that we'll work through during the week and figure out um, if we do need to, to go to depth, you know, who to, who to choose. Um, and a lot of that have to do with how the, the week goes and, and how Matt's feeling and, um, you know, how, how well those guys do and pick up the, you know, the game plan. Is, how much ability do you think Josh has to play inside or outside there? He's done it before. He's mostly been a tackle this year, but um, he's you know he's played uh, on the tight end. You know you've seen him do that. He played a guard at some times or at some points uh, in, in um, you know last year, sometimes the year before. So uh, he has some experience going inside and outside. Uh, second row right, uh, Doug Lamarie, Cleveland.com. Ryan, in, in your career, what have you found the balance when it comes to revenge? When it comes to a game that you lost and now you're getting another shot, both in the year-long preparation for that and then the feelings of the guys on, on game day. What, what's your experience with that? How, what's the best way to handle it? Well, I, I think you, you, don't, you can't just get yourself going the week of. You have to build and try to recognize the things that you need to get better at and then address them, get them fixed, so that when you're there again, um, you know, you're more prepared for the moment. Um, and that's really the, you know, the focus of it. And I think you start talking about some of those other things, you can get distracted on what the most important thing is right now. And I think when you're playing an emotional game and a big game like this, the easy thing to do is say, let's just get to Saturday. You know, let me just get to the game. But we have to utilize every single minute. Um, you know, we have that countdown in our building, and every time a minute clicks off of that, there's one less minute for you to prepare for the game. So let's utilize every single minute we have to get ready to go, you know, kick the ball off at noon so we're ready to roll. Uh, you, in your head coaching career here, Ohio State's lost four games. Um, didn't play Bama again after that. Didn't play Oregon again after that. First game you guys lost, Clemson in that semifinal. You don't know that you're going to play him again, but you do get him the next year, and you guys are ready, and you win that game the second time. Is any of that instructive for this? That, that was an example of a year later, you get a team that had beaten you the year before, and how you guys handled that. Um, you know, we haven't talked about that, but, um, you know, that was a different team and a different set of uh, circumstances. Um, but you know, our guys know they, 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 they felt the pain last year and, you know, it led to simmer and man, we had to chew on that for a whole year and that's a long time. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, what the, the corrections we've made, we'll see about the growth that we've made and, and find out where we're at on Saturday. But I know you're going to get an excited team. Um, but right now the focus has got to be on having an unbelievable week of practice, unbelievable week of preparation with our bodies, our minds and our souls. Right in front of them, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, you guys emphasize this game year-round, and you've done it in the, in the past. And a year after a loss, is that something you talk about more or less? Do you do more Team Up North drills? What's the, the balance in terms of sort of motivate yeah. year-round? Yeah, there's, there's a balance. You know, when you, when, you know, we, we um, I won't get into exactly what we do, but, yeah, I mean, we, there's a balance there. You know, there's certainly – you need to be reminded of what happened in the past, but also this the focus is on this team. The focus is on uh, playing this team against their team on Saturday because um, nothing else matters about that. But, um, you know, when you have that in the back of your mind, it certainly uh, lights a fire every time it, it comes to, you know, the forefront of your mind. Uh, front row right, Dom Tiberi, WBNS, 10 TV. 
Coach, we imagine the shoot will be rocking. Do you have a message for the fans that will be in the stadium, and what would it be? Yeah, just that, that we need to be as loud as we possibly can. Uh, we got to make it a hostile environment. Um, anytime they have the ball, we got to be as loud as we possibly can. Um, you know, th this game has been going along for a lot longer than I've been here, but I know how much it means to so many people and for all the people that are going to be in the stadium. If their presence can be felt, that helps the Buckeyes. Uh, right behind him, played all the WSYX. Ron, did you change, other than senior tackle, change any other processes, the way you do your business each week? No, I mean, that was the biggest change. You know, we felt like last year things were a little bit rushed. You know, we'd wake up in the morning, uh, get in here, practice, have senior tackle, and then guys would be able to do their Thanksgiving. Um, we decided to, uh, you know, move that. You know, I know that there's been different, um, you know, ways that they've done senior tackle here in the past. We decided to move that to um, to really allow our guys to still have the afternoon with their, their families, but also spend more focused and more time on what really matters, and that's the game. I know you have a checklist for you. How do you leave no stone unturned? Is it just plan your work, yeah, work just your plan? Not a lot of sleep. Mm. How much will you get this week? Not much. Third or right, Cameron T. Robinson, the athletic. Ryan, last week, Teron and Ty both said when they took the field in the spring, they felt a completely different defensive line. Same guys, but they felt completely different. Did you see that um, at that time? And then if so, what, do you, what was different about it? <clears throat> Um, you know, again, I think our guys had a year under their belts. They they played more. They they won some games. They lost some games. They learned. They grew. They had a great off season, and they're a year more mature. I think, you know, that combined with I think again our scheme and, and the, you know those guys embracing the aggressive style of our defense. I think that's that's where you get that. When you play young guys like you had to last year, you're going to have growing pains. But seeing the success some of those guys are having right now and the depth that you've been able to add. I don't want to, you don't ever want to lose, but you feel like some of that, uh, I imagine some of that probably helped you guys. No, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's when you're playing young players, you know, we had a very young, but also an inexperienced team. Even the guys who were a little bit older last year hadn't played a whole a whole bunch. You, there's there's growing pains with that, as, as we know. And um, so you hope that that experience is invested time well spent. Um, because, you know, when, when you have those growing pains and you lose games, you know, hopefully that you can cash in down the road from those learning experiences. We'll find out. Right next door, Dylan Davis, Delaware Gazette. Has Dalton Hayden's play elevated himself to a point where, you know, having him healthy and running with conviction is better than 80, 85% of one of these other guys? I mean, not just playing because they're the can play? I think it's it's definitely worth a conversation, yeah. I mean, I, I think when when you start to see and you put on the film and, and the film speaks for itself, you know, you got to make that decision of who's the best guy in this moment to go put on the field. All right behind him, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Brooke. Ryan, this game already has a lot of emotions and you added 11 or no, it's 11 or no, first time here in four years. <clears throat> How much do you have to balance with these guys' discipline, but also you know, allow them to be emotional and play with emotion, but not too emotional so you don't get a, a cheap personal foul or a penalty that you don't put your hand Yeah, I think there's the emotion leading up to the game which is, uh, I think, what you're saying. And I think that's why we have to have our routine and not deviate from our routine because it is uh, such a big week. You know, there's so much emotion involved with it. You know, you, you have to, you know, build towards noon on Saturday. But we have to have a great week of practice and preparation. Um, but then same thing, um, you know, during the game, you have to play with emotion. You can't let emotion play with you. And, um, you know, the, the three things that we've, we've really spent a lot of time in terms of our identification this year is one is toughness, two is discipline, and three is skill. And so, you know, if you can play with toughness, but you don't have discipline, 
then it's no good. So those three areas are the areas that we have not deviated from all season, and um, you know we're going to hold ourselves to that that standard. Uh, deep center, uh, Jeremy Birmingham, rivals. Ryan, you guys, you know, have tried all year long to prevent any sort of complacency from stepping in or, or creeping into the program, but you're 11 games in and haven't completed one of the three goals that you set mm-hmm. at the preseason, right? So how challenging has this season been? And, does it feel like the season really starts now and that this has been the longest preseason in, in history? It's uh, when you say it like that, you know, and I, I'm the one who says it, um, you know, it can be sobering, but um, but that's just the standard we hold ourselves to. I'm still very, very proud of what, um, you know, how our team's grown and built to this point right here. But, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about that later. What we need to do is, you know, we know these three goals uh, were going to happen at the end of the season. You know, if we played. Um, this game, number you know, the first game of the year, then then we would we would have that uh, challenge right then and there. Um, but we know in order to get to the other two goals, we, we have to get uh, we have to get this one. And um, we knew it going in. We we knew that's why competitive stamina was a huge theme for us this season. Is you got to bring it every single week as you build and best, play your best football at the end of the season. So um, you know, here we are. We've talked about it. It's another thing to do it. And um, so now you know we got to go put a great week together and. And try to you know accomplish this first goal. Are you happy with like the competitive stamina of the team? Do you feel like you guys are playing the football level you want to be right now? You know, I think every week you you grow and you build and you um, you know you prepare, and, and each week is its own season. I, I just look at it like that. But along the way, you have to continue to grow and enhance, and um, you know, I, you know, we'll kind of find out at the end of the season. We'll have a chance to reflect on that. In the meantime, we're just going to work as hard as we can to get. You know, get as prepared as possible to play this game on Saturday. Fourth row right, Bill Bender, uh, the Sporting News. Uh, Coach, uh, you guys haven't lost the Big Ten home game since 2015, and you mentioned the 100th year of the stadium. I mean, what to you, other than having a really good team, uh, makes Ohio Stadium such a good home field advantage, especially in these Big Ten games? I mean, it showed up this year, too. They haven't been close. Well, First off, we have the best fans in the land. Um, our guys uh, enjoy playing in our stadium. Um, you know, I think, you know, it, it's a hostile environment. I think it's a hard place to play in, you know, and I think that, um, you know, our guys really um, enjoy being here. You know, and I think, um, you know, anytime you have all those things mixed up into one, then um, that's why you have what you have. So, um, you know, we're – and it's been a while since we played this game at home. You know, I think what you said was, it, I guess, four – Four years, yeah. So, um, and that's part of you know what every Ohioan and, and you know person part of Buckeye Nation you know wants to be a part of this game at home in the in the shoe. So, um, I know it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Uh, second row left, Stephen Hellwagen, twenty four seven Sports. Yeah, Coach. Uh, just assessing the offensive line, it, it seemed the first half you guys had real problems uh, getting the running game going the way that you wanted to in the second half. With Dallin Hayden running behind the same offensive line, things worked out much better. Just uh, how did you assess their play over the entire four quarters, and uh, are they ready for this challenge this week, I guess? You know, I, I, after watching the film, we had a, a, you know several guys grade out champions. I thought some guys played very well uh, in the game. Um, you know, I, I think Maryland did a good job. Um, they played really hard. They challenged. But, um, you know, I thought we um, you know got in a little bit more rhythm, like you said, in the second half. I think a little bit of that was, um, you know, just, you know, blocking it a little bit cleaner. But I, but I also thought that we hit the hole a little bit better as the game went on. 
Right next door, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. I don't want to word this right here. I, I don't know how much you pay attention to what other programs say, what I've said outside of this program, but you've emphasized toughness a lot this season, maybe more than any other season you've had. You guys have some of the leadership stuff in the summer, in the offseason, the two leadership groups. And things were said after that Michigan game coming out of that program from coaches. How much of that were you aware of and how much of that has been on your program's mind this offseason as you guys have kind of pushed some of the some of the stuff, the leadership and the toughness stuff. Sure. And now you've approached things this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're playing in a game like this, you know, there's always gonna be um, you know, back and forth and, and things said and um, you know, obviously you, you see things and read things, but there's also a lot of it you try to ignore. Um, but you know, sometimes it matters, you know, who says it to, you know, and, and how much, you know, consideration you give it. But at the end of the day, you know, we got beat in that game and we had to figure out why that was. You know, a lot of people have opinions when you lose a game and, um, you know, we had to identify what was real and what wasn't and, and try to go from there. But, you know, we certainly don't get caught up in, in you know, other people's opinions. We, we you know, cherish ours and, and uh, try to make great decisions on how to move forward. And that's what we did. Uh, far right, Adam James, WBNS, NTD. When you go off the loss of last year and the bullets and board stuff and, and all of that, how tough can it be to rein in the emotions this week and make sure that you're not making this game bigger than it actually needs to be? Um, I, I think that's the balance you try to find, yeah, is that uh, it is extremely emotional, but you also have to go do a job and play a game. Um, and, you know, if you get over emotional or you get too caught up in all that, then you can start to, you know, act out of character and that can't happen. But, um, but, you know, we also know what's at stake. So there's, there is a fine, uh, line there that we, you know, uh, are going to find. Front row, uh, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Uh, your two predecessors made their reputation in part on mm -hmm. success in this game. You're one and one. How much pressure do you feel personally, um, not just to, you know, to coach them to win this game. I mean, how much how much pressure do you feel? I mean, I think anytime you're you're here and you're you're playing in this game, you're going to feel it. Doesn't matter, um, you know, what your record's been. Um, you, you feel it anytime you're you know at Ohio State because you know what's on the line. But um, you know, we're not going to sit here and, and start to think about all that. We're going to just really focus on you know having a great week of preparation and playing really really hard. And then you know when it's all said and done, we'll look back and kind of kind of see you know, where all the tally marks are. But uh, to me, this is this has nothing to do with anything other than this team and just preparing this team to play as hard as we possibly can on Saturday and and then going from there. If you win, do you think there'll be more joy or relief? You know, again, I don't I don't know. Maybe, um, you know, after the game, we can kind of figure out where we're at again, you know, and, and try to discuss that. But I'm just trying to focus on figuring out what to call on first, second down, third down, short yardage, goal line. And, um, you know, because I think – you can start to think about all those things, like you're saying, which I think are all really valid questions. But it's like, what what really matters right now? What matters is getting these guys a really good game plan, getting practice organized, and having a really good day. And that's that's what I'm going to focus on right now. And then we'll come up for air, you know, on Saturday afternoon after the game. Final questions, Tim May, uh, Letterman Rowe. Oh, thank you very much, Jerry. By the way, congratulations on that Buckeye leaf. <laughs> uh, when somebody says you're born on third base and think you hit a triple. Where does that sit with you in, in insults you've, you've endured uh, during your career? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Maybe there's another time to hit, hit on that. But, uh, but like I said, you know, there's certain things you listen to. There's certain things you don't. Um, and anytime you're, you're at a high-profile game with a lot of stuff going on, there's, there's a lot of things said. But uh, there's a 
there's a time and a place to talk about that, and yeah. it's not now. Toughness is the word this week. You know, it, it was it was taken into question last year after this game and stuff. Toughness of this football team. You've addressed that through the season and stuff. What has told you uh, that this team is is tough now? Tough tough enough, so to speak. I, obviously, the ultimate uh, test comes Saturday. But uh, you know, and I'm looking at y'all. Y'all had at least three games going into the fourth quarter up in the air, and y'all won those games. That's as much a sign of toughness, I would think, as anything else. But what just tells you you've got a tough football team? Well, when you talk to other coaches after the game, um, and just you know, what do you think? You know, and you know, you get a lot of great feedback in that area. And you guys are playing hard. You're playing tough. You're playing physical. Um, guys are disciplined. They're where they're supposed to be. They're well coached. Um, you know, you hear all those things over and over again, and um, that just means that we've done it. So, um, you know, we wanted to make it our identity. I think we've built that as the season's gone on. And uh, but that all that building was to get to right here. Yeah. But as a coach, you'd rather not, you'd rather a game already be consi- you know, done at halftime, I would think. You know what I mean? But uh, but what does that in, in retrospect, having to win games in the fourth quarter do for a team from a standpoint of confidence, whatever you yeah. want to call it? Well, it, it builds resilience. It builds that toughness. It builds that uh, perseverance um, that you know, no matter what happens in the game, it's not going to go perfect. You got to keep fighting. You got to keep growing. You got to keep building. And um, you know, your backs are up against the wall. What are you going to do? And, you know, we, we felt that a little bit here. Um, you know, certainly the Rose Bowl was kind of the one there. We we started to turn it a little bit. And then the Notre Dame game and then the Penn State game and even last week. So, um, you know, that resilience has been tested. And, again, all these were trial runs for right now. Uh, I, I, I goofed up. Uh, one last question. Bill Landis, rivals. Thanks. Um, Brian, you, you saw <clears throat> excuse me, Chris Olave in this game at 18 as a true freshman make a real impact. Um, I know Talon has a larger body of work at this point than Chris did then, but what are the conversations like when you're trying to decide whether or not a relatively inexperienced true freshman can handle a spot like this? Yeah, well, I, I think you're right. I, I think I mentioned that earlier was that the blueprint's already there for guys like that, whether it was you know, Marvin and, and Emeka in the, in the Rose Bowl or um, you know, Garrett Wilson um, you know, back in 19. Had a huge game there, Olave in 18. You know, guys kind of build, and then and then hopefully you can count on them late in the season. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think the number one job for, for Dallin is you got to take care of the football. That's the number one thing. Anytime we hand you the football, you got to take care of that because turnovers are going to be huge in a game like this. So um, he's going to keep preparing and keep growing and keep building this week. And, um, you know, you, you never quite are prepared, you know, for a moment like this until you actually get in it, you know, and I've – Shoot, I know because of, you know, the way the game went in 17, you know, when, when JT went down in the first or had the knee and, you know, before the game even started and Dwayne went in the game. So, um, but at the end of the day, I think like we talked about, it, it comes down to your preparation. You got to trust all your preparation up to this point and, and focus on just having a great week of practice. Coach, thank you very much. Thanks, Ryan. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
gonna transition right into they Coach Knoll here. We're gonna keep him for uh, only 10 minutes. Gonna open up the floor, front row right, Austin Ward, uh, Rivals. Jim, I asked last week about Tommy playing with one broken hand. I didn't realize that I needed to ask about the other one being broken. But the toughness that he's showing, the way he's playing through that, beyond just you know trying to find ways for him to tackle, the toughness that he's shown, where does that rank among some of the guys you've worked with? Tommy's as tough as as tough as they come, as tough as you know any player I've I've been around, and. Um, you know, he kind of epitomizes what we want to be as a defense and, and you know, I think as a program because um, nothing's, nothing is going to stop him. You know, no matter what the circumstance or the injury, he, he's going to show up. Uh, uh, second row right, Doug Lamarys, Cleveland.com. Jim, what do you think of the rivalry? Oh, it's a privilege to be a part of it. You know, um, when you're a guy who works his way up to to get to this spot, um, there's not time for reflection now, you know, hopefully someday. But, um, you know, just to be a part of it is, uh, I guess, you know, when you're when you're young and in the profession, you know, you look at it as as the pinnacle, you know, of uh, competition. And and it's a privilege to be a part of it. Far right, Adam King, WBNS 10 TV. Coach, you weren't here last year when all the talk of toughness and finesse hit, but there were a lot of conversations about this defense. How much do you hear that from these guys? How much do you try to you know push these guys to lean into that and prove it on Saturday? I I, I don't hear it. I don't talk about it. Um, don't really think about it. You know, I know the charge I was given when I got here and, and we've, we've taken off from there. And, and I know that uh, toughness is a pivotal part of everything Coach Day does and Coach Mick does in the weight room. So, you know, I've embraced it and um, we're doing everything possible to carry that on defense. Uh, third row middle, Rob Aller, Columbus Dispatch. Jim, you've been part of some big, pretty big rivalries. Bedlam, Bull, Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> Penn, was, Penn is Cornell's rival, yeah. not Colgate. Come on. Come on. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day, man, for years. Penn. Yeah. <laughs> How's this stack up for what you see? I know it's early in the week. And just, I know you guys don't like to compare, but... I'm asking you to do so a little bit. Do they all have the same thread through them, whether it's dislike or guys not getting too emotional? How do you handle that, and what have you seen? Yeah, there's the same thread through every rivalry I've ever been associated with of intensity. Um, but, you know, this is it's the biggest stage there is. So you just, you just take all that and you, you ramp it up by 1,000, and, um, you know, you go from there. You do everything you can to stay focused and do your job in the midst of it um, because there's a job to do. Uh, right behind him, Andy Anders, Buckeye Sports Bulletin. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to ask a little bit about uh, what you see from J.J. McCarthy as far as his mobility. I know Talia had a couple scrambles last week. Uh, he gave you some issues, kind of first mobile quarterback you've seen since DeWan Finn and how you kind of intend to keep him hemmed in. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, we have a hard-charging, aggressive uh, defensive line. And I think that uh, anytime you have guys who really get after it, uh, scrambling can be an issue. So it's it's uh, we we continue to work on it. I guess I'll say you know we'll we'll keep practicing. That's all. You know I mean it's just it's uh it's definitely an issue though when you have guys that are going to get after the quarterback. And I'm glad we have them. You know now it's my job to fix it. Uh, second row left, Stephen Meads, Cleveland.com. Whether it was Toledo, uh, Maryland, even Penn State, to a less something. Well, you have. You have different ways to do it, you know. Uh, I'm not going to get technical here, um, but you know, you you put some plans together. But ultimately, it does come down to, um, you know, your athletes versus you know their athlete, and you know, you just jump like uh, controlled chaos, right? I mean, we try to make all these moves and chess pieces and. You know, we think we're doing a good job of it, but something, you know, it's, it's hard to control the uncontrollable. So um, give your guys the best shot. And then, um, you know, it's it's a matchup and, and you go from there. Fourth or right, Bill Bender, the morning uh, <clears throat> news. I think you kind of answered it with the last question, but what, what does their rushing attack pose the biggest challenge for you guys in preparing for it? And in all these years you've done this, is there another team? I mean, I'm thinking like Kansas State or something where you played them and it was really difficult to prepare for the way that they run the football. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Kansas State in the Big 12. I mean, I certainly uh, at Duke lived my share of option football with Army, Navy, Navy and Georgia Tech. And, you know, um, it's it's difficult to, to simulate, you know, um, the way that they run the ball. So you just got to go back to your habits and your training. You got again put guys in great position. Um, you know, make sure everybody knows that everybody has to tackle. I mean, I think that's a mentality that goes. Everybody has to tackle because they're going to put corners, safety, anybody. They're going to put different people into position where you have to make the tackle. So um, it's really a mentality. Um, you scheme against it. Some difficult to practice. It's just a matter of habits and everything you've worked for to this point um, in all your, your strength training and all of, you know, the extra work you did over the summer. That all, that all comes into play when uh, push comes to shove. Uh, deep, deep right, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row. Jim, they run the ball a lot, obviously. But they have to Excuse me. Get you in different matchups. Uh, how do you balance knowing how much you have to stop the run, but also understanding that out of the backfield they can really do some damage. Yeah, well, they're they're um, they're a complete offense, and they and they challenge you in a lot of different ways. So, you know, you got you have to have some some different things that you can go to at different times um, to try to keep the offense off balance. I mean, that's really the only way to answer the question. Is you know those. Um, points that you mentioned the things that they do and they do it well um you just gotta counterattack, you know and that's that's what we've been working on all year uh second row right bill landis the athletic uh, travels uh, you said um maybe back in the spring that 
the Jack position, Leo position, was first conceived as more of a run game disruptor than anything else. Does, does this game put that position in, in more of a spotlight with as much as Michigan likes to use pullers? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that it is a, a tool, you know, in our toolbox to be able to handle all the different things that an offense like this throws at you, you know, and it's a, um, definitely a, a, a fix-it tool for us. And, uh, you know, we've, we've worked hard to get it ready. Uh, front row middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. When you came here and we asked if you would watch tape of players, you said, no, everything's a blank slate. How much did you study last year's Michigan game? And is there a way to quantify how much time you've put into preparing for this game? I, I haven't put any time into last year's game, and there's right. There's no way to quantify the time that's gone into the preparation. You know, I mean, it's it's just constant. Uh, right behind him, uh, Nathan Barrett, Cleveland.com. Stepping back to last week, and I know that Maryland's offense and Michigan's offense very different, but you allowed the defense allowed two 75-yard touchdown drives in the second half, but also kind of made some key stops. Just how did you evaluate that performance relative to how you feel this defense is sort of ready for this moment? You know, I thought it was great when we made key stops and plays, and I thought it sucked when we didn't, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, man, that, yeah, but the good part, part about it is you're right. We, we, were, we were off on some things, and, um, you know, I see it. We all, we all see it. And we know we uh, we have to get better, but the good part is I think the competitive excellence that coach always talks about, and the defense has developed that in key situations this year. Um, we have not been perfect. I think we've trended upwards, but when the time when the times have come that we needed to make plays, we have. So I think that's a good sign. Uh, front row, uh, middle, Joey Coffin, Columbus Dispatch. Jim, considering you were hired just a couple weeks after a loss. To Michigan um, in, in the loss where you guys gave up 42 points. What sort of, I guess, personal stakes, weight on your shoulders do you feel just going into this game for the first time? You know, the, uh, the job is the job. It's like I've said before, the process for me is the same. It's just that the expectations are different. You know, so um, you keep your process and your habits intact because that's what uh leads you to success um but yeah i mean you, you you'd have to be numb not to feel it you you feel it you know um but you stay focused on the moment and what can i do to give us an advantage that's really the only thing that's always on my mind, right? And for me to uh, feel this or feel that, or it doesn't give me any advantage, you know. So I, I, I want to always be pressing to find ways to give give our defense an advantage. Right next door, Tim May, Letterman Road. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. Uh, Jim, I'm just wondering. Number one, are you are you perusing everything? Are you and your staff perusing everything to try to find out is Blake Corum going to play or not? He is a special player. You understand? And, and then past that, uh, his ability to hit the bounce to the outside, I think really sets him apart. I mean, he's tough and everything else, but 
what 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 is the key to not getting burned by that? I mean, is it eye control, discipline, whatever? But in a game of this magnitude, how do you keep everybody from running to the fire, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, first question, we're not spending any time investigating whether he's playing or not, just assuming he's he's going to play. Um, he, he's, he's an exceptional back, like you said, um, very talented. And, yeah, it is. it has a lot to do with discipline. You know, and understanding angles and um, taking your shot when you have it, but on the appropriate angle and uh, playing hard within the scheme. So uh, a, a lot to do with discipline because if you're out of place, he'll make you pay for it. And, and final questions, fourth row right, Tony Gerben, Buckeye Huddle. Uh, you said, uh, "What can you do to give you the guys an advantage?" It's always the thing that's always on your mind. Where is it? Uh, where's the most random place where it's been on your mind, and you're like, "Oh, this might do something." Like at home, out, like how often does it come up? It's uh, never not on my mind, ever. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>